Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today the focus is on Proverbs 17 and John, the Gospel of John 17. I will be reading from the New Refined Standard Version of the Bible. Uh, Proverbs 17, again, uh, continues in this tradition where each verse uh, can stand alone by itself. But by the same token, if you put the verse together with the verse following it, uh, they connect very well. In John 17, we have Jesus continuing with his instructions to the disciples, particularly uh, trying to explain to the disciples exactly the relationship between himself and God and why God sent him to the earth. We begin now with Proverbs 17. Better is a dry morsel with quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. A slave who deals wisely will rule over a child who acts shamefully and will share the inheritance as one of the family. The crucible is for silver and the furnace is for gold. But the Lord tests the heart. An evildoer listens to wicked lips and a liar gives heed to a mischievous tongue. Those who mock the poor insult their maker. Those who are glad at calamity will not go unpunished. Grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of the children is their parents. Fine speech is not becoming to a fool. Still less is false speech to a ruler. A bribe is like a magic stone in the eyes of those who give it. Wherever they turn, they prosper. One who forgives an affront fosters friendship, but one who dwells on disputes will alienate a friend. A rebuke strikes deeper into a discerning person than a hundred blows into a fool. Evil people seek only rebellion, but a cruel messenger will be sent against them. Better to meet a she-bear robbed of its cubs than to confront a fool immersed in folly. Evil will not depart from the house of one who returns evil for good. The beginning of strife is like letting out water, so stop before the quarrel breaks out. One who justifies the wicked and one who condemns the righteous are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Why should fools have a price in hand to buy wisdom? when they have no mind to learn. A friend loves at all times, and kinsfolk are born to share adversity. It is senseless to give a pledge to become surety for a neighbor. One who loves transgression loves strife. One who builds a high threshold invites broken bones. The crooked of mind do not prosper, and the perverse of tongue fall into calamity. The one who begets a fool gets trouble. The parent of a fool has no joy. A cheerful heart is a good medicine, but a downcast spirit dries up the bones. The wicked accept a concealed bribe to pervert the ways of justice. The discerning person looks to wisdom, but the eyes of a fool to the ends of the earth. Foolish children are a grief to their father and bitterness to her who bore them. To impose a fine on the innocent is not right, or to flog the noble for their integrity. 
One who spares words is knowledgeable. One who is cool in spirit has understanding. Even fools who keep silent are considered wise. When they close their lips, they are deemed intelligent. Now we move to John 17, where Jesus prays for his disciples. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people, to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and they gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them, and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost, so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you, and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world." I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, so that they also may be sanctified in truth. I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me, and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so that they may be one, as we are one. I in them, and you in me, that they may be completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them, even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am, to see my glory, 
which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them, and I in them. Thus we end the reading of John chapter 17. I'd like to share some questions for reflection. Number one, what are your overall thoughts regarding Proverbs 17 and John 17? Number two, which of these Proverbs touched you in a special way? Three, which of the verses in John 17 speak most to you? And four, which of the verses in John 17 are most challenging for you and why? Let us pray. Lord, I seek your grace. Lord, I seek your mercy. Lord, I seek your love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, pastor and senior minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ in Detroit, Michigan, in the very heart of Detroit, and at the tip-top of the Medical Center area of Detroit, Michigan. If you're ever in Detroit, I invite you to stop by uh, and say hello. We're located at 600 East Warren Avenue. We worship on Sundays at 8.30 and 11 in the morning, and we also worship on, on Wednesdays at noon. Until tomorrow, when we will focus on uh, the 18th set of Proverbs and the 18th chapter in John. This is Nick Hood. God bless.